You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by it's where I am.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Las Vegas, this is Zandra Pollard with It's Where I Am, a show about mental health and wellness. And today my guest is Stuart Kosh. Stuart is an associated clinical social worker, which means Stu, even though you told me to say Stuart, you are on your <laughs> way to those licensure hours, right? Yes, correct. Eventually, I'll be a, a totally independent clinician and be able to do private uh, one-on-one therapy without being supervised. Right. And so right now, you're working um, in the substance use disorder population with like rehab, right? Yeah, I work at a rehab. Um, I have um, six clients on my caseload. Okay. Um it's it's delineated uh, by uh, the the individuals living in the house. So there's several houses that are um, that make up this rehab. And okay. uh, yeah, I'm a substance use disorder therapist. Now, do you see that? Do you work with like a lot of veterans, or is it like a veterans program, yep. or no? Oh, it well, is kind of. Well, we 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 have veterans in the program um, because they uh, we have a contract with the VA. Okay. Um. So so yes. Uh. We specifically um. You know, target and work with uh, the veteran population. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's a, a large number of our um. Our clients are veterans. Okay. So, you are a veteran yourself. I know that much because. Like my guest last week, Denise Hooks, I also went to college with Stuart. <laughs> it's so funny. I went to school with a lot of people I know that I put on the show. But uh, yeah, welcome, welcome. We've, we've been friends for a long time. And uh, I remember when I first met you, you were kind of uh, not the class clown, but you were pretty intense in class. Let's say that. Yeah, I, um, I've always been very, um, I don't know what the term would be, gregarious. <laughs> and um, I've always uh, given a lot of feedback, even when it's not uh, wanted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember at that time, I was uh, really struggling myself, even with um, uh, mental illness. And um, yeah, it was a very challenging, um, very challenging time for me. You know. I remember you were telling me something about you having issues with your weight at that time. Do you remember that? I gave you a ride and uh, you didn't really want me to know where you lived. 
<laughs> so you had me drop <laughs> yeah. you off somewhere, well, yeah. and you were telling me about these issues you had with uh, weight loss, which was very surprising to me because you're very thin, and uh, you know you're a boxer. You were in the military, so I was really surprised. Do you still yeah, deal with that? Yeah, something I struggled with. Um, come, I had come back from Iraq, and uh, it was very interesting. Um, the data shows that um, male um, veterans would struggle with uh, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. and substance use disorder when dealing with the PTSD after being deployed. Sure. And um, women tend to gravitate more towards uh, prescription drug abuse and eating disorders, oh. uh, which is why I found, you know, I had an incredibly hard time getting help at the VA because there were no eating disorder programs. Um, so I had actually um, struggled with um, an eating disorder as a child, bulimia, and that resurfaced um, mm when uh when when coming back from iraq so do you find that uh because when i met you you weren't going to school for psychology do you uh do you like what made you decide to get into the field you're in now is it because you deal or struggle with some of these um you know some of these disorders yourself or is it give back like why it's really yeah, really interesting, actually, is there? there's a large population of individuals struggling with substance use disorder that get into substance use disorder treatment um, because I guess they feel they have an empathy uh, for that population. And they uh, you kind of, you know, I think the, the the saying is you write what you know. Okay. And, uh, and right. So, like, yeah, you kind of... Um, you know, uh, you know, I know having, what it's like um, to be drunk, so I'm going to help you get through your drunkenness. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, you tend to have, uh, especially if you're, you're fine, if you found remission from uh, substance use disorder or an eating disorder. Um, yeah. It, it, kind of the, the, one of the best suggestions that is given to, to individuals who've recovered or found remission is to help into other individuals who are seeking, you know, recovery, seeking um, so kind of like therapy, a, remission from a. Uh, so even though you don't do peer support, it's kind of like you're, you've gone further than that with your education, but it's a peer support kind of thing, right? I understand, and so I can help you get through something that I'm familiar with as well. Right, right. So it's yeah, it it it, it turns into like you know, like again, having a lot a lot of empathy for for that uh, struggle, and um, and then you know the knowledge comes from you know, your own ability to overcome the 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 disorder, um, the disordered eating or the disordered drinking or the disordered drug use. Now I've told our listeners about our background as friends and classmates talked about you being in the military and your journey in clinical social work but the reason why i invited you mostly was because you are so open about the things that you deal with on social media which is surprising to me like you say things i would never say and i don't know if that's because you have a background in comedy because you are a comedian as well right Yes. You're a comedian. You do stand-up comedy around uh, the different clubs in Los Angeles. But, uh, you know, there's all these things, but you're so open about your depression, your anxiety, um, your personal, you know, trials and tribulations, like things I would never, ever tell anyone. 
I just got to the point where I've told people that I have a little bit of um, anxiety. But that's because I think they could tell. (laughs) So I really thought you were so brave to talk about, you know, how you're feeling and all the support you get from your friends, right? On social media. And for me, that says no matter what field you're in, even in mental health, you're definitely not alone because people who work within that field go through some of the same thing, right? No one is, uh, no one can escape, you know, some of these mental health challenges. So uh, I know you were going to uh, vocalize some of the things that you were dealing with. One being, excuse me, one being the uh, eating disorder. Uh, is there anything else you want to share? Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate you, you know, acknowledging the bravery it takes to to, um, to kind of share on social media the struggle. Um, I guess, like, one of the reasons I do that is there aren't a whole lot of outlets to, to share um, um, or vent, rather. So, like, mm-hmm. I think this kind of maybe... Um, you know, kind of a suggestion to everybody out there um, who who is dealing or or is um, you know dealing with a friend that's struggling with with uh, uh, suicidal ideations or struggling with uh, uh, mental illness. Um, it's very easy to give suggestion, you know, especially like, hey, this is what works for me. Mm-hmm. So you'd be surprised how many suggestions I've gotten. Is like, hey, you need to pray oh, more. You them. need to go to the gym more. You need yeah. to go. Yeah, right. You need to go to therapy. One, one, one suggestion. It just said, therapy, bro. Right. And so, <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, more than more than suggestions uh, would be validation, uh, which you know I mm-hmm. often get um, by venting on social media as individuals saying like, "Hey, I'm going through the same thing. If you ever want to talk, um, reach out to me." Because a lot of the times, um, the um, the dialogue um, that I'm you know engaging in can lead to. Um, uh, involuntary holds and so just 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 talking about you know feeling suicidal to certain people depending on who you're talking to could lead to being placed on a 5150 hold and now you're in a institution for three days Mm -hmm. and you know you you might it might affect your job it might affect your ability to pay your rent it might affect a lot of things you know and so it's it's incredibly challenging to struggle with um, mental illness while and delivering services to indivi- you know to others while simultaneously acknowledging that there aren't a whole lot of services uh, and um, outside of one-on-one therapy and um, medication, which, you know, which is extremely hard to get because sure. I tried to get therapy. I tried to get some like uh, relationship therapy. It took two months. Then they told me. They didn't take that insurance. It's tough, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, I mean, your friend yeah, base is so important, too. Yeah, so, uh, support network is, is incredibly crucial to, to overcoming uh, mental illness, anxiety, you know, depression. Um, right. But, yeah, those medications are even, like, so, you know, one of the medications that I was prescribed after insurance was $400. That's oh happened my twice. God. 
um, like yeah, it's, per it's, month? it's an interesting. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. Four hundred dollars a month. I, I, <laughs> I might as well lease a BMW, and I'd probably right. feel a lot better about myself. Yeah, go drive somewhere. You know. Yeah. Damn. Right. Right. So. So yeah, the the um, the um, the access to services, the cost of services, yeah. the type of services. It's it's uh, few and far between um, for individuals to you know when they're looking for a good fit. Man, and most people and um, yeah nowadays is cash pay. I mean, these therapists want their money. Okay, you're in the money. VA, so it's it's already difficult for you to get in. But I'm saying like you know outside therapy. I had a friend who she has telehealth, but I have a few friends, but one, they're all booked up. They call script, you know, there's still all of these barriers. There's more access, but there's still a lot of barrier. Definitely. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just had to add that. No, yeah, it's definitely. So your, your, your medicine, you, know, I, like, you yeah. need me to get you back on track. Your medicine was $400 a month. How'd you get off of that? I had to switch to a different medication. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, so I switched. I switched to. Uh, I switched to lithium, which has um, been used since the Roman times. Oh you know, they, they've been using lithium before they were using leeches. Uh, you know, like so. Yeah, it's really in. And I, I'm, you know, it's incredibly difficult to use the lithium. You have to get uh, blood draws, mm-hmm. um, and um, there's side effects. And so, yeah, I've been just struggling with those. Do you and, find that um, you have to um, switch medications every, you know, so many months or so many years because maybe they yeah, don't work yeah, the same? Yeah. yeah, you're constantly trying to find a medication that works for you. Sometimes they work for a while and then they don't work. You know, mm. I've I've been diagnosed bipolar. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's incredibly difficult to find a medication that works uh, and then be able to stick with it. You know, and then if you change it, your if you change your provider, they might not think that medication is the best medication, and they might want to switch you. So it's it's always a challenge um, managing your your um, your treatment because it's uh, it's not necessarily client centered, and there aren't a lot of individuals who. You know, it's a small population, but it's it's definitely a grow, maybe a growing population of individuals who are u- working in the field of substance use disorder that have struggled with it, who can have empathy for the population. But for the most part, you know, it's individuals struggle individuals struggling with bipolar disorder like myself don't get a degree in um, in clinical social work. Um, so it's really hard to find someone who who's understanding what I'm going through, mm-hmm. uh, who really wants to listen, who's really um, interested in in what i have to say um and um yeah it's again it goes back to why i post on social media uh what i do because it's just it's just not it's not a validating experience to work with many you know professionals wow yeah i I hear you so so true you know Stu, i wanted to ask you this or tell you this when you're depressed or like when I'm depressed, I cannot stand when someone tells me what I need to do or try to cheer me up. I just want to be left alone. How do you work through your depression? Like, how do you feel better? Yeah, it's it's incredibly challenging. Um, like I was saying before, people often give suggestions rather than giving a validation. So it's important right. to know 
where you can go. Um, so in terms of support, um, yeah, tell us how to be, support. You know. And you're saying it's through validation and not telling you or me what to do. Is that right? Yeah, and and at the but at the same I guess at the same time. So so there's someone that told me you know hey you don't go to CVS for gasoline because CVS doesn't have gasoline. So if I'm if I'm a you know if I'm a person that's going to somebody for validation and they're never giving me validation, they're only giving me suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, then I should refrain from <laughs> seeking validation from that individual. Um, yes. So it's it's really. It's really um, a challenge uh, for me to um, create a social network that is uh, gives me support, gives me validation, and gives me a distraction. So right. those are kind of the three things that I can get from a social network. Mm. Uh, I can be validated, which means people are saying, hey, I know what you're going through. I can be given suggestions, which, of course, are just like, hey, this is what worked for me in the past. And then I can get distracted, like, hey, we're going out and we're going to have fun and we're going to do this. Uh, as opposed to kind of sitting around and, and and thinking about things, you know, staying in your head. Uh, so that's what I do with the. Uh, I the try to. Laugh, the, the, yeah. I, t- I try to give you, you know, laughter. You know, I'm no comedian. <laughs> I know for me, you know, I get distracted by humor. So that's that's what I like personally. Everybody's not funny, but. No, and it helps, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it it I I know where you're coming from a lot of times where I when I see your comments and so no I appreciate that and then yeah there's uh the medic so it's it's kind of like hey we do what's called a biological psychological social assessment so biopsychosocial assessment uh-huh. um, for most people that are struggling with mental mental health issues mental health problems uh, and so we want to address the social component which I was just talking about. Um, you know, you want to address the biology of it. And so like, Hey, maybe, you know, you need to stop drinking or stop smoking marijuana or using other recreational drugs, uh, and then start medication regimen. Uh, and then, um, there's the psychological component, which is like, Hey, you might want to seek treatment, group therapy, uh, these kind of things. Uh, so one-on-one therapy and group therapy are tend to be, um, Pretty good um, resources. Right. So if you can't get that one-on-one therapy right away, because sometimes, you know, it could take a while. Look for those peer supports, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, Stu, tell us what you're doing with uh, yep. your comedy right now. What's going on? Uh, I'm starting up back again, uh, doing stand-up comedy in Northern California, so uh, I kind of have to pay my dues all over again. Oh, okay. um, but I have a show. Yeah, I have a I have a show coming up this evening at um, uh, in San Francisco, uh, in San Francisco at the Tope Lounge. Um, so I'll be doing a set there, and uh, I just recently got up at the San Francisco Punchline, so I hope uh, to eventually get some work there. Uh, and um, yeah. And when you're in Southern California, what are some of the um, clubs you work at there? Uh, I worked primarily in Southern California through Flappers Comedy Club Burbank. Right. And uh, the Ice House. Uh, and I've been paid there. The Ice House. Uh, I've been there. I've been at the Ice House. I've been at the Ice House before, but uh, it's not It's not where I'm at primarily. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm primarily at Flappers uh, Comedy Club Burbank. And again, like... Um, I've been moving. I've been, you know, the pandemic set us all back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really kind of starting this uh, again uh, very slowly. 
um, getting back into the club and uh, paying my dues. But hey, Stu, did, I, I noticed that a lot of comedians, there's a really dark side, right? And they're, and they're the funniest people. You know, they, they have the most trauma. And they have a way of, of working that trauma to make others laugh. Right? Which in turns, I think, would make them feel better. I'm assuming. Is that is that kind of yeah? A, no, I think yeah, something. it is a it is a uh, com. It's very common that individuals who are struggling with an existential crisis, you know, tend to go uh, seek you know the validation um, you can get from the stage. You know, they, mm-hmm. they it's a it, it it's a lot of a lot of times that's what's happening. Um, and so yeah, there there tend to be individuals struggling with. Um, mental health problems uh that gravitate towards uh the therapeutic uh process which is stand-up comedy um and so yeah there are a lot of us struggling with mental health issues uh that uh that gravitate towards that art i agree i agree so uh, i gotta check you out Stu. make sure you uh keep me informed on all your shows and if anyone wants to reach out to you do you have a you know, a hashtag, a just, social media page, yeah, yeah. something. You can you can check out yeah you can check out most of my comedy online uh, on my Instagram at uh, Stu Kosh. All right, and that's S T U K O S H. All right, all right, my friends, Stu Kosh. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Uh, no, thank you very much for having me on the show. Hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for opening opening up. Thank you for being my friend. And as you know, as I always say, I love you. And we'll speak soon. Love you too, Zandra. All right, man. Okay, take care. All right, thank you. All righty then. 91.5 Jazz and More. So check out some comedy shows. Let's laugh a little bit. Let's feel better, right? So you can check out my show here every Saturday at 7.30 a.m. I'm Zandra Pollard. It's where I am. And never, ever forget, you can catch me on all major podcast platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. See you next week. Bye.